You're now tuned in for another episode of the uncut, unedited, uncircumcised, filthy podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy, you filthy animal. What's up, guys? Happy New Year. This is the first episode of the Filthy Podcast in 2021. If you listened to our last episode, Spencer and I sat down and recapped all of 2020, the first year that was the Filthy Podcast. And once again, we appreciate everybody that listens and likes and shares and has their constructive criticism that they like to add because we take it all into consideration. And uh, we like hearing from everybody how we can be better going forward. But uh, so to kick off the new year, I have a Spencer with me, but it is not the normal Spencer that everybody is used to. Since we got started here on the Filthy Podcast, we have had TikTok influencers. We've had um, fan club organizers. We had the gentleman who organized the Pennsylvania Predator Hunters. We've had my family, my best friend, my girlfriend. But one thing we set out to do when we first started was we said, We want someone up and coming in country music because we love country music. And I am happy to say with me today, um, he just came out November 2020 with his album. You can find it on Spotify, Wilderness. I have with me Spencer Crandall. What's up? How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? Awesome. Not too bad. Happy New Year. Thank you. You as well. So basically... We'll get started. Uh, why don't you just uh, introduce yourself to everybody, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, what's up? I'm Spencer Crandall. I uh, live in Nashville, Tennessee, but I'm from Denver, Colorado, and I am a country music artist. Been doing the dang thing for like four and a half years, and uh, and all is well. That is good to hear. Mm-hmm. So, why don't you share with everybody? How did you get? How did you get started? How did you get into country music as a whole? Yeah, so um, let's see where to start. I guess we'll go all the way back. So I, I grew up in a family where uh, country music was king. Like we're on a road trip, we uh, you know I grew up in Colorado, so we're out outside all the all day and all the time, and um, playing sports, fishing, snowboarding, um, jet skiing, um, snowmobiling, whatever we're doing. There's just a soundtrack, you know, of Kenny Chesney and Tim McGraw and Garth Brooks and Nia Twain and all the good good folks so just grew up as huge country music fans i uh didn't do music growing up i went to go play some college football got two shoulder surgeries was told i couldn't do that anymore so picked up a guitar in my dorm room started messing around posted a few things on youtube instagram back when instagram was like 15 second videos and and started posting stuff asked people to tag three friends started writing my own music uh, around january 2016 took my first trip to nashville had enough going on where people were like cool let's write and I, uh, you know, kind of started doing it from there and uh, moved to Nashville in August of 2016 and uh, got got on tour with Chris Lane and Morgan Wallen briefly and got a booking agency wow. and just started putting out music at scale and ramped up my online presence throughout all that. And uh, the rest is history. Now, here we are. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a hell of a journey for such a short amount of time. <laughs> yeah. So when did you start to re- like when did you start to realize that 
the social media was starting your uh, following on social media was really starting to pick up. Like, where did you see it really start to take off? Yeah, I was, I was kind of an early adopter on Instagram. Like I, I posted a lot of covers and stuff on there. I think before it was cool or people like were really doing that same with Twitter. Um, and honestly, like it, it was a slow climb for me. Like this last year is kind of the first time I had anything go viral and quote, um, for me, it was really just like grassroots, you know, posting a video three to four times a week, have everybody tag three people. If everybody tags three people, maybe two of those people are new and just rip and repeat, like getting new, new people in, into the, the funnel, if you will. And, um, yeah. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. I was just going to school at the time and, I think like my junior year, I had like a hundred thousand followers on, on Instagram. And I was like, Oh, it's things feel different. Like I'm putting out music and people are like telling me that it's their favorite song or, um, you know, people are like, when can I see you in concert? That was a, a big turn. Yeah. So then obviously, you know, at that time, Instagram and Twitter were the big thing, but now that TikTok is a big thing as well. I know you have over a million followers on TikTok. How, how rapid was that growth on that platform as well? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a great year, um, you know, with the album and everything, it's been an awesome channel to show people what I've been working so hard on. So um, it's been awesome to, to have a following and to have people find the music through that. I started posting kind of around um, the end of 2019. I just started posting a lot. I got really aggressive and, I kind of saw how Vine worked and I really missed that. Like I didn't, I didn't post. It was before I really did music. And so I saw TikTok as an early adapter as well. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go really hard at this and see what happens. So, you know, over the course of like six months, gained like 700,000 followers and just, wow. just started growing. And then, you know, under a year hit 1.3 million or something like that. So it's been great. It's really changed my life. Um, I know it kind of sounds silly that TikTok changed my life, but it's real. It's, it's been awesome. And, um, you know, my monthly listeners, my Spotify playlisting, all that stuff is kind of revolved around building this base of people that, you know, nobody can take away from me. It, it changes label meetings. It changes everything. So it's been awesome. And I, I'm so thankful that TikTok came out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty crazy because Vine was so popular and then it, it disappeared and it was what's going to replace that. And now TikTok it really has changed lives for a lot of people because a lot of people gain these followings really fast. And now they're they're social media influencers mm -hmm. and they have millions of followers. And, you know, TikTok, you know, they have the TikTok creator fund. People are getting paid to post videos. Right. And so it's, you know, there was talk for a while where it'd be taken down. How did you know what? how did you feel about that? If TikTok were to be banned in the U S or taken down, what was your plan? If that was, that was the case. I mean, the good news for me is like my plan never revolves around a social media site. It, it revolves around attention. So hmm. TikTok had the attention. So that's where I was. If, you know, a new app comes along, if Vine two comes tomorrow and blows TikTok out of the wire, I'll be there. I'm on Instagram reels, you know, I'm, I'm where people are. So um, obviously it sucks to like pour that much time and effort into something, but, all that stuff out of my control yeah. and, and I only plan for things that I can control. So that was never my plan, you know, no matter what happened. So I just did my thing. I kept posting, you know, I was, I was always kind of hesitant, like people like, Oh, it's going to get taken down. When I looked into the logistics of why and how I was, I was very skeptical. So I wasn't super worried about it. Um, I also yeah. knew that if TikTok went away tomorrow, you know, schmick schmack was going to pop up the next day because people yeah. are smart and they can create apps and, and, 
in a freaking night if that if that's how it's going to happen. So I wasn't super worried. And uh, luckily it didn't. Luckily, you know, I've had a great year on that app and it continues to grow for me. So I feel blessed. Yeah, that's a good mindset to have, especially where, and like you said, too, if TikTok were to go away, I'm sure within a week, something else would pop up where it'd be pretty much the same thing. Yeah, and, and it's going to happen, you know, in our lifetime, like we're going to laugh about, oh, remember TikTok, like it's going to be like Vine. We're going to have all these TikTok yeah. compilations. You're going to be like, that was the great part. And then the algorithm's going to get terrible because they're going to over monetize and, um, you know, sell too many ads. So people are going to get sick of it. So then another company's going to come out that doesn't do that. That's what TikTok did and rinse and repeat forever and ever. So it's just more seeing it early and being able to, you know, garner attention on the app before it gets oversaturated. Yeah, keeping up with the trends, basically. Mm-hmm. So my next question would be, so we know, you know, how you got started. So wh- who are some of your inspirations, whether it be family, friends, or country artists themselves? Do you have a couple inspirations that really got you or kept you going? Yeah, I mean, like, outside of musical inspiration, my, my family's really inspiring to me. I, I always want to make them proud. And I am super close with everyone in my family. And I got an older brother, younger brother, little sister, two parents have been together for 34 years and it's just fun you know like over the holidays i'm 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 back with my family and just to like be able to hang with them was awesome so i I love the ability to you know like add value in everybody's life too and and i i think it's cool that once once you start having fans or shows or money or whatever arbitrary things come with this that you can spread the love to people you love so that's always inspiring to me um, you know, musically, grew up a huge country music fan, but my older brother, you know, showed me LimeWire, and I was like, what is this? And he's like, we can download any song we want. And it crashed our computer like 27 times. But oh, yeah. it was awesome. And we, I mean, I listened to every hip-hop album ever, and I listened to all the EDM, like, before it was cool. My older brother was listening to, like, Skrillex, and my mom was like, this is the devil's music. And <laughs> Eminem and Justin Timberlake is a huge inspiration to me. Um, you know, all the boy bands, um, even people like Jason Mraz and Ed Sheeran, these like acoustic singer songwriter people who their phrasing was incredible. And I don't know, I just, I was such a fan of music. And so when I started doing music, I knew that the thing that always made me feel the most and like that I loved, you know, it's kind of came back to was country music. But I also like wanted to incorporate all the elements of everything I've ever heard because there's great parts of that stuff too. And there's a you know a mantra that I always go by, which is transcend and include. Like how can we transcend the stuff we don't need anymore and how do we include stuff that we love and that we think is good and true and, and whole? And that's what I try to do with music. Like I don't really worry too much about the genre conversation and I just like stuff that mm-hmm. I think is really cool. And I think, you know, people nowadays are starving for authenticity. So the people who have always inspired me are just authentic and I'm trying to do the same. Yeah. Which kind of what you said kind of led into my next question. So do you think there is kind of a a serious debate where, you know, a lot of people get bent out of shape where they say, you know, there's country radio and they say certain songs don't belong on country radio. And there's a couple artists that people name, whether, you know, a lot of people say Florida, Georgia line, or people say Kane Brown. Do you really think, that that really matters at the end of the day or does it all come down to country music is country music? Yeah. I mean, everyone's definition of country music is different because it's subjective. Right. So like, mm-hmm. you know, it cracks me up. I'll, I'll have these people in my comments who are like, you're not country. And so I ask them, what is your operational definition of country music? 
like, let's just break it down scientifically or like we're in a debate, right? What's your operational definition? Okay, well, it has to be um, this kind of a story with this kind of an instrument with this kind of, okay, well, is Garth Brooks country? Because when he came out, he wasn't country. You know, we, we can do this so on and so forth. So like if Sam Hunt isn't country, okay, well then is Luke Bryan country? Okay, well, if he isn't, is FGL country? Okay, well, if he isn't, then, you know, is... Um, Garth Brooks, well, okay, if he isn't, then was Alan Jackson, okay, well, he wasn't, because everyone along the line in their brain creates this, you know, threshold or this benchmark of like, okay, this is country, but the reality is, if you go back to the earliest of country music, that music didn't have drums, so to the people who first started putting percussion into country music, that was not, quote, country, if you turn on the radio, you know, Pick your most country guy, Luke Combs, Morgan Wallen. Of course, they use drums. We all love drums. We cannot mm-hmm. continue to judge things that are made today by standards of yesterday. And I think, um, I think just intent matters too. Like my intention is not to burn down country music. My intention is just to do it in my way and to actually respect the genre and to move it forward and to push it and to create something that's new and different and. You know, I, I always say too, like, it's not going to be for everyone. That's totally okay. I, I think I'm very much over that in my life, trying to make music that is, quote, country or, quote, commercial or, you know, all that stuff is, is cool in theory. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're making stuff that isn't life-giving anymore. So I'm just going to keep making stuff I like. And it's always going to come from a place of real storytelling, authenticity, talking about family, friends, heartbreak, love, you know, country stuff, using the acoustic guitar, the fiddle, the mandolin, the dobro, um, bass drums, like all the things that are in country music. And and then, yeah, I'm going to throw in some new stuff that's going to scare people. And then in 10 years, we're going to laugh about how it wasn't scary because that's how it always happens. Yeah, and I think that that's the important part of what you said is just being being authentic to, to who you are and what, what you define as country music. And, of course, you're never – going to please everybody not every single person out there is going to like your stuff so at the end of the day it's it's what makes you happy and if you feel like you're sticking true to yourself yeah absolutely yeah so my next question is so just country-wise or you know in general across music who are some of your favorite artists right now yeah that's a great question um you know uh, on my playlist, you always find a little Sam Hunt, Dan Shea, Thomas Rhett. Um, I think Maddie and Tay had a, a really awesome year. I think they had some great singles off that last record. That was that was awesome. Um, Kelsey Ballerini's killing it. Uh, Maren Morris is, is always one of my favorite artists. She just can do no wrong, it feels like. Um, you know, there, there's some people in my class, like um, like my buddy Tyler Rich. I'm always a huge fan of him, and he was one of the first guys that let me open up for him, and um, you know, guys like Morgan Wallen and Chris Lane, like just to, I've kind of been in their, um, you know, gravitational pull enough to like really root for them and be, you know, a part of their story from, from the beginning. So that's cool to watch. And it, it's cool to watch people to grow and change too. You know, like you have guys like Billy Currington, when you listen to their first stuff or now they feel very different. I, I love that. Um, you know, my big yeah. inspiration is always going to be Keith Urban. I think he's kind of my North star in the genre. Mm-hmm. He respects the genre. He's always pushing the genre. He's outwriting himself every record. He's trying to do something new yet himself. He just seems to really get it. So he's probably my number one. Awesome. And now that leads into who is some of the um, the coolest people that you've been able to meet 
along the way too. Yeah, they, I, I've gotten to meet you know some really cool people. Like I said, one of the first tours and people I got to open up for were like Tyler Rich, Chris Lane, Morgan Wallen. Um, I got to open up for Dustin Lynch. That was cool. Got to meet him and um, yeah. did some riding on the bus um, on one of his buses. Uh, Brett Young and um, some of those people and you know just like a lot of cool people in country music and it's a really cool um, genre for people who are, are killing it. Cause I think they get left alone. I think they're respected and, and just overall, like there's this understanding of, of, you know, we're not movie stars and we don't have to be taking ourselves super seriously. Like we're just artists who want to tell our stories. And so that's really cool. And country music community is super welcoming and friendly. And so it's been, it's been a cool ride. Yeah, that's that's a pretty awesome list of people to say that you've been able to meet before too. Yeah, and and some of the the legends and stuff like I got to open up for Josh Turner and Big and Rich and um, Joe Nichols and just some of the people who wow. you know I was listening to in my truck driving home from football practice. So so it's cool to kind of get those you know full circle moments. Yeah, absolutely. And now, so what's the in you know in conjunction with that? What's the what's your favorite venue that you've performed at or the coolest place that you've performed? Yeah. I think like venue wise, um, the Troubadour in LA is always cool. That's like a really famous venue. A lot of, a lot of especially rock people got their start there. <laughs> oh, hiccup. Um, I just love playing in Denver. It's really cool to see family and friends come out. So I'll always kind of be you know partial to playing, playing a hometown show. Yeah, for sure. So that's all I got for questions. So would you like to perform a song? Let's do it. All right. And which song are you going to do? Sorry, I was just grabbing my guitar. Oh, it's called My Person. Oh. All right. Let's see this thing. I was looking for a long time. I never found nobody like you Saw you order up a Mai Tai And suddenly I wanted one too Got your name, got your number And we talked till it turned on the lights I was looking for a long time I didn't know that night I'd find my person My heartbeat, my slow dance My sunny morning sipping on coffee In bed my new and you know best friend The stealer My t-shirts My reason for speeding home from work My saving grace My everything Never been more sure that you're my person Even when you blow the punchline Nobody makes me laugh like you do Every minute is a long time If I ain't holding on to you You're my staying on the weekend You're my come undone You're my call home saying it's more than love Mama, she's the one And you're my person My heartbeat My slow dance My Sunday morning sipping on coffee In bed my new and you know best friend The stealer My t-shirts My reason for speeding home from work My saving grace My everything Never been more sure that you are my person 
Look ahead up the road and you know I see you there. Rocking chair, little baby. I'm still gonna stay because you're my person. My heartbeat, my slow dance. Sunny morning, sipping on coffee in bed. I know when you know best friend A stealer, my t-shirts, my reason For speeding home from work My saving grace, my everything Never been more sure that you're my person Yeah, baby, you're my person Wow, that was awesome. Yeah, of course. Thank, Thank you. you. That was that was awesome. And everybody, that is off his new album on Spotify, Wilderness. Uh, we got one more time. I'll leave it up to you. Do you want to do a cover? And I will leave it completely up to you. Oh, man. I was not prepared for the cover, but let's see what we got. Um... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. I got, I got something. I got. We'll stick got with it. the love right. vibes. Okay. Okay. I can't count the times I almost said what's on my mind, but I didn't. Just the other day, I wrote down all the things I'd say, but I couldn't, I just couldn't. Baby, I know that you've been wondering, mm, so here goes nothing, in case you didn't know, baby, I'm crazy about you. I will be lying if I said that I could live this life without you, even though I don't tell you all the time. You had my heart a long, long time ago. In case you didn't know the way you look tonight, that second glass of wine that didn't. There was something about that kiss Girl, that did me in It's got me thinking Yeah, I'm thinking One of the things that I've been feeling mm, It's time you hear In case you didn't know Baby, I'm crazy about you and I will be lying if I said that I could live this life without you, even though I don't tell you all the time. You have my heart a long, long time ago. In case you didn't know, you got all of me. 
belong to you. Yeah, you're my everything. In case you didn't know, I'm crazy about you. And I will be lying if I said that I could live this life without you. And even though I don't tell you all the time You left my heart a long, long time ago And yeah, you left my heart a long, long time ago In case you didn't know No, no In case you didn't know awesome choice and that was awesome thank you again thank you thank you appreciate it thanks for having me on sure thing and just a heads up to anybody that listens to this uh we don't own the rights to that music and we always get worried about taking down with music but i think we should be okay i've done my research i think we'll be all right with this but uh we hope that going forward the world gets back to some sort of uh normalcy and we can catch you out on tour somewhere once that is the dream that is the freaking dream i can't wait yeah whether i'm uh you know six feet apart or i'm in a dome or a bubble or wherever the hell i gotta (laughs) be i'd I'd like to be back at a concert amen well hopefully this vaccine gets out quick and we'll see everybody in the summer absolutely everybody this is spencer crandall you can find him on tiktok and instagram at spencer crandall c-a-r or C-R-A-N-D-A-L-L. And this is another episode of the Filthy Podcast. Happy New Year. We'll be back with another episode very soon.